Sunlight Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Eric. Oh, snap, again. Eric, 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 Eric. That was your echo effect. Thank you. That's how I prefer to be introduced every time I enter a room. I got your writer, by the way. mm -hmm, Thank you. It is shockingly demanding. It's just nice that you read it. Is the temperature at... Uh, it's the very water, nice. Mm-hmm. If the water is 65 nice. degrees. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Great. Thank you. Guys, if I hadn't gotten that right, uh, wow. according to your writer, you can throw the water in my face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Okay. Whenever I deem fit. All right. So yesterday we talked about your European tour. Mm-hmm. Fancy, fancy, fancy. Guys, I forgot to plug on yesterday's episode. There's a new bonus episode up at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. Oh, snap. It's for my $5 a month members and higher. And it's Charles and I losing our minds about Infinity War. Nice. There's also another bonus episode over there all about Riverdale uh, with Eric, not this Eric, other Eric, and Sally. I've never seen Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is also very good. There's going to be future episodes up in my Patreon because that was one of the top things you guys voted for in oh. terms of content that they wanted to see over there. Ooh, that's cool. They wanted bonus content because they're demanding little guys. What are some other types of content they want? Uh, more writing. Okay. And I think those were the top two. More writing and more bonus episodes. Mm. So there you go. Two bonus episodes waiting over there if you sign up at the $5 a month level or higher. $5 a month, you can also send questions that will answer on Light Trees and News. Okay. $10 a month, you get to do the online hangouts and send questions and get access to all that bonus content. Wow. It's a pretty sweet deal. That is pretty sweet. So, speaking of questions, I wanted to see... Do-do-do... Oh, I deleted that one. Okay. Because we answered it. I'm not just like arbitrarily <laughs> <laughs> deleting questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you, Eric. Yes. Because we didn't get to it on yesterday's episode. Okay. And I know you've been busy because you've been touring and stuff. But do you have any uh, new recce recs you want to give everybody? Oh, see, you say I've been busy, which I have. But unlike literally every other time I've been on the show... I'm jobless, and also I had a lot of downtime on tour, so I have more wrecks than ever. Did you hear the episode where uh, Chris and I were begging for jobs? No. Okay, well, if you would like to join that plea. Mm -hmm. I just got signed up for some freelance work um, through the gig economy, which I'm not endorsing, Okay. but I do need money, so I'll do anything. Yep. Uh, so I got signed up uh, to be a dog walker for WAG. Oh, right. You told me this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying it's a good thing, mm-hmm. but I am saying that it does pay money. That's a good And thing. I am in need of that. Yes, same. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, so recommendations. I have so many. I read so many books on tour. Cool. I, I, got, I read so many. Um, my first recommendation we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Mm. The book Bad Blood. Yes. About Re- just remind everybody what that's about. Bad Blood is the book about Elizabeth Holmes and Theran- Theranos, the fraudulent blood testing company that uh, turned Elizabeth Holmes into the youngest self-made billionaire of all time. Theranos, not to be confused with Thanos, mm-hmm. because I just talked about Infinity War. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have oftentimes referred to <laughs> Theranos as Thanos mm-hmm. and look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do that in mixed company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great, really, really great book. It's just pa- like, it's super dense with information. Um, Cause it's a, it's written by an investigative journalist and like, it's just an endless stream of names mm-hmm. and like information of when they work there and things that happen when they work there. And then like every chapter is constantly introducing new people that came in and came out of the company and stuff. Oh my God. And like so many scientists were reporting that none of the science made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a couple weeks ago, I think on my favorite murder, one of the listeners wrote in and was like, Oh yeah, my roommate worked for Theranos mm-hmm. and came home like very early in yeah. looking into the the blood system mm-hmm. that they had and was like, "Yeah, this doesn't work." Yeah, 
doesn't fucking work. No, they were <laughs> basically every engineer that worked there was just constantly like, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just like I mean, Elizabeth Holmes is just basically a sociopath. Yeah, but um, as we were talking about this with um some friends yesterday. Like, a lot of CEOs are sociopaths. Yes. She just was extra flagrant with her behavior because she rose to prominence so quickly. Mm-hmm. People's lives were at stake yeah. with this blood testing system. It's like, if, so if you don't get an accurate reading for your blood when, when it is, like, a life-threatening mm-hmm. situation, I mean, she could be... if. People have died because of Theranos. She yeah. could be charged with manslaughter. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody has. Yeah, um, because when they were rolling out, because basically it didn't like get to people, right? Well, it did, but people, because basically what would happen is <laughs> these people would get these blood tests and they would just take them to their doctor. And the doctor would be like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so the doctor would retest them in their lab and be like, you're fine. Right. So I, from what I can tell, everybody that got like crazy, like fraudulent blood tests would like go to their doctor and be like, hey, this blood test said I... Could you double like, check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know that anybody... But had, I guess the thing is But like, they could have. At no point was Elizabeth Holmes going to say anything. So at what point would she have no, admitted what's that... What's so interesting about reading the book too is like you get the sense that she could have been just as rich if she had just listened right. to her engineers because there was something to the technology of like... Mm. But they were just like, it's because she was just like driven on this idea of because she has a, a very intense fear of needles. Mm-hmm. So she uh, is, was like dead set on like, we're going to build a blood testing thing for all of these, uh, all these, you know, markers for diseases and stuff. Uh, and we're going to be able to do it with a finger, like fingertip prick mm-hmm. instead of intravenous, mm-hmm. and o- it'll only take a drop of blood or less. Which is batshit. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not enough blood to test yeah. for that stuff. So they were like, at least with the science we have now. Right. So right. they were like, they were like, basically, anytime you test blood, it gets diluted a little bit to like make it a little bit bigger mm-hmm. so you can see it. But they were diluting it too much. Mm-hmm. And then it was running through this machine and the machine was heating it up, which also changes the <laughs> sure. makeup of the blood. Yeah. Like it just all this stuff was happening. And all these engineers were constantly like, it doesn't work. Yeah. And so when they were doing like uh, like when they were doing um, like uh, presentations for investors and stuff, they were literally like making fake machines. Oh, my God. With like preloaded results. That's another thing, too, where clearly she's the villain in all of this, but how many people were helping her cover up? Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of people at the top of her company yeah. that were just like, just make it work. Just make Because I think, I don't know about her, some of the people I think thought like if they can just get the funding and get through it, eventually we'll by have the time it rolls works, out, it'll yes. catch up. That That is so much easier for me to comprehend than this is just a bunch of evil people. Like, I bet you there were a lot of people involved in this who believed it will work soon. We just have to catch up with the technology and buy ourselves some time Mm -hmm. so we don't lose funding. Yes. I think that is a lot of what happened is that I I think that was probably part of her psyche too, which is like it will work. We just need to get the funding. Right. And then by the time it actually rolls out. But you, where that breaks down for her at least is that – she was rolling out her machines to Walgreens, I think. That's where I remember yeah. it sort of ending up, that yeah. Walgreens was ready to... They overhauled, like, a shit ton of their stores for these new, like, wellness centers. They're going like, get sued. Yeah, they, and they, sh- they bought a bunch of her machines, and those machines were, like, people were showing up and still having to take, like, an intravenous blood draw, and then they were sending it off to a lab. Oh, God. And it was, like... That's just a regular blood yeah. test. And so that's where you're sort of like, that's where you sort of see like Elizabeth Holmes was like, just do whatever. Right. Uh, but I do think some of the people at the top of her company were like, if we just get like a round of funding, by the time it's done, it'll actually Be work. Ready, so, yeah. you know. That's um, not how that works. Nope. Silly gooses. Uh, but it's just a wild ride. Yeah, yeah. That is, I'm always fascinated by you know, like con artists, mm-hmm. whether they're just like grifters or like CEOs like that. Cause yes. it's the same thing. It's just 
I'm, the magnitude of it. I'm know? absolutely. That's we were discussing yesterday. Like I, that is my favorite form of nonfiction. I think is just like, like huge, like like grifts, like massive grifts. Yeah. To me, are just so fascinating because it's so out of the realm of my everyday life that I don't even, yeah. I can't even well, think about also it. Also for me, like, you know, someone raised Catholic, severe anxiety. <laughs> like <laughs> the idea of maintaining a lie that I, big yes. makes me physically sick. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, and I mean, in addition to like moral quandaries where it's like, right. you are risking people's lives, mm-hmm. the stress of yeah. having to hold up a lie like that. I'm like, I don't understand how people do it. Yeah. Like I would not be able to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and just like I, I, uh, I watched. Um, this can be another recommendation. I watched a uh, a Netflix uh, mini docu series called Dirty Money. Mm-hmm. In each episode, um, each episode it's like six episodes, and each episode is a different uh, like financial crime. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And some of them are like really fascinating. Um, because like uh, one of them is about it's not about uh, Martin Shkreli, but it's about the same thing that he was doing uh-huh. because another company was doing it on a larger scale, right? With hundreds of drugs. Oh my god! They were doing it the with with so many drugs. That's the thing. Like we talk about people like Martin Shkreli, we talk about Elizabeth Holmes, but I think the whole point is this sort of grifting and immorality isn't you know, just isolated events. Yeah. It is a culture. Well, they make that point in Bad Blood where he's, they, he kind of like makes the point up at the top of the book, which is which is that like the way Elizabeth Holmes ran Theranos mm-hmm. is basically the way every CEO runs every tech company in right. Silicon Valley. Right. You are constantly over-promising. Yep. Uh, Hoping your engineers will catch up with your exactly promises you're <laughs> constantly getting funding and over promising things that you have no idea if they work or not that's true except that most of the time it's for some fucking app i also you do know, think like, like a lot of tech bros took a certain amount of glee in elizabeth holmes eating it mm-hmm. because she was a young woman in charge yeah. and she rose to prominence very quickly mm-hmm. so i i not to excuse her behavior at all i think she is a horrible person who yeah, needs yeah. to be held accountable but I do think there was like an extra layer of glee because it was like, yeah, they took down that bitch mm-hmm. who yeah, was making a I'm lot sure. of money. Yeah. Because like how many well, male also- CEOs are pieces of shit and they yeah, never yeah, go yeah. down, you right, know? Right, right, right. Um, but my recommendation, uh, I recommended The Good Place Season 2 mm-hmm. uh, a little bit ago on Light Trees and News. Also, I started this season of BoJack Horseman. Ah, uh, yes. I'm on like episode two. It's already fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my recommendation. That's an amazing show. Uh, are you caught up? No. No. No, I'm trying to catch up so I can watch the new season. Oh, boy. It just gets better and better. Mm-hmm. So do you have any uh, uh, viewing in addition to dirty money or uh, reading recommendations. Wait, what didn't we do? Listening recommendations. Listening, yes. Yeah. I do have listening recommendations. Um, uh, listening recommendations. Uh, let's go with two. Um, first, I want to recommend is a... Um, I've been listening to a lot of um, world music or world-inspired music. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the first one is a band called... Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it's uh, Tenari Win. So it's T I N A R I W E N. They're a uh, like a rock band from Mali, um, and uh, they're like a really amazing uh, band. And the other one is um, uh, Shy Ben Sur. Uh, Spell Ben. What is it? Uh, Sur, which is uh, same t- word, Ben Sur. No, 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 Ben, like the name Ben, and then uh, I think it's T Z U R. I, I, without looking at it, it's hard to tell. Okay. Um, uh, but he's a um, I don't know if he. I can't remember off the top of my head. I I should have looked this up beforehand. But I can't remember if he's Indian, but he's definitely uh, like South Asian artist. Um, but he did an album with Johnny Greenwood from. Uh, Radiohead, um, called interesting. Uh, called uh, the album is called uh, Janun, uh, J U N U N, 
Um, they also made a documentary about the film. The they made a documentary about the making of the album. Um, and I pretty much listened to those two albums over and over and over again while I was on tour. Cool. Um, they're both really amazing. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other recommendations? Mm. Is uh, that all you read on tour? I mean, that is. No, I read. I went through like seven or eight books on. Would tour. you recommend any of the books? You read? Yes. Okay. Uh, what else did I read? Oh, I read um, "Natural Causes" by Barbara Ehrenreich. Uh, a really incredible book about sort of like um, the thesis of the book is basically that Barbara Ehrenreich is, I think, seventy-seven. I think she's in her seventies, like seventy-seven, and she's basically uh, decided that she's okay with dying, <laughs> like. You I know, feel like that woman is constantly coming to terms yeah. with difficult mm-hmm. realities. Well, she's just sort of like, yeah, if I go, it's my time. Yeah. And so uh, she so she sort of used that to examine like the culture, the culture as it stands right now with regards to like the quote unquote wellness culture and how like uh, intense everybody is about dieting, uh, you know, mindfulness and all these different fads that come and go. She also wrote a book about the sort of gross way cancer is marketed, right? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe. Are you thinking of the right person? I don't know. Yeah. I know she wrote a book about happiness. Okay. Um, about like, like positivity culture, but yeah, she wrote about, um, but yeah, this new book is just basically, uh, you know, she goes through. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Smile, you've got cancer. Uh, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Because you know she had cancer and then yeah. she was being handed pink ribbons and she was like, "The fuck is this?" Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not happy. I have cancer. Mm-hmm. It's not like pretty and feminine. Right. Like, uh, but I, I really, I love her for that. She's mm-hmm. very like real about yeah. those things. Yeah. Yeah. She. The book is basically yeah, just talking about like, it, and it goes over some like, it, it's not just about like cultural stuff. It goes into some really interesting things about like science and physiology about how like you know we basically we're being marketed in a way where you're being made to believe that if you eat the perfect diet exercise the perfect right amount you can avoid cancer and she's like no cancer is random like and also it's pre-programmed in your genetics for the most part like if you were you know exposed to toxic chemicals you can develop you know tumors and stuff like that but there are people who just have those genes and mm-hmm. when those genes activate, yeah. they get cancer and yeah. it's, it's not like a personal failing on their part. No. You know, it's not that they could have avoided it by eating more apples. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So she, it's sort of like the, the, the underlying concept of our wellness culture is that like, if you're stressed out, it's because you're not meditating enough or yeah. you're, if you're like, if you get cancer, it's because you didn't eat the right diet. And right. it's like, it's your fault. Yeah. It's like yeah. that shit just happens. And you know, uh, it's a really, really good book. Um, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, did you bring all these books with you or were you buying them? While no, you were- I started, uh, I broke, uh, a, a promise I said I would never do, which mm-hmm. is, uh, start reading eBooks. Ah, uh, I, I was firmly against them. And Except when it's super convenient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I started reading them because I, you know, it was like you can get your Kindle. You don't need like a Kindle. You can get a Kindle app on your phone right. and read them. You don't need a oh, separate. Oh, so you device. read on your phone? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, you can just buy them from Amazon and they go into your Kindle app, mm-hmm. and you don't need a Kindle or like a reader, e-reader. You can just do it on your phone. Did I tell you? I've mentioned this on the show several times, but I'm listening to the Harry Potter audiobook. I've seen your tweets. Yeah, my tweets are pretty great. If you're not following them on Twitter, uh, go do mm-hmm. it quickly because I also have my Twitter to set to like delete tweets that are older than two weeks old. So really? yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm clearing house. <laughs> so I ju- I don't like the idea that I've been on Twitter over a decade now, mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't like the idea yeah, that my yeah, yeah. tweets are just hanging out there. That's a good idea. So. Go look at them now while they're still around mm-hmm. before they're gone forever, ever, yeah, ever, yeah. ever, ever. That's uh, yeah, that's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm real psyched to start watching the movies. You've never seen? The I saw the first movie and I oh, okay, it. okay, yeah, yeah. But I, I, as somebody, I this is gonna infuriate so many people. You like the movies? I like the movies a lot. Yeah. No, I don't think that would make people mad. I thought you were gonna say you like them more than the books. I do kind of like them more than the books. Yeah. I don't. It's not that. I, okay. Let me make a. a a very clear distinction before I You're get, get murdered in the street. Uh, I am not saying that they are better than the books. I enjoy them more. 
not being a Harry Potter super fan, mm-hmm. it is nice to watch a Harry Potter thing for two hours than it is to invest in a book mm-hmm. for multiple days well, or weeks. that's why I'm enjoying the audiobooks because I feel like I'm getting the entertainment quality mm-hmm. of a movie, yeah. but I'm getting the full context right. of the books. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading, I'm listening to the ones by Jim Dale. Okay. Um, and he's great. He's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. So I think those are the ones that like won all the awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Any other recommendations? Um, yeah, I read. God, I read so much. What did I read? Um, oh, uh, I read. I read a book that uh, Rachel uh, reviewed oh, on her podcast. Oh boy, I've read other ones that she. So had is a, this a recommendation or? It is a recommendation. Oh, okay. She did not recommend it. I'm oh, going to recommend wow, it. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Okay. Um, and um, I, I don't know that much about Stephen Pressfield other than that he wrote the book The Legend of Bagger Vance. Um, there's a good chance he's a problematic dude. <laughs> he seems like a kind of guy that could be like some sort of right-wing shithead. I have no idea. Sure. Uh, but I read the book. And she reviewed on her podcast. She did not like it. Okay, so uh, not that I want you to talk on behalf of Rachel, but mm-hmm. just paraphrase, why didn't Rachel like it and why do you like it? I think it? I talked to her about it. Uh, what the fuck is that? I'm not near a train. <laughs> there is a train There's like a train horn? noise? Yeah. I'm not near a train. <laughs> Eric, I'm freaked out right now. <laughs> Maybe somebody has one of those like train whistle things. I don't know. I don't know what's That's going on. That's very strange. Yeah. Um... I think so. Basically, if, if this was a while ago uh, that Rachel and I talked about this book, I believe uh, where Rachel said she didn't care for it was that it was pretty. Um, it was pretty light on. It's not like a. It's sort of a motivational book, and it's not a super like. Like, like a, a how-to manual. It's not a how-to manual. Okay. It's not like a, you need this type of list. You need this type of productive schedule. So she it. wanted it to be a little more. Applicable yeah, I think she to was sort of just world. like. I think she yeah. was. Uh, her bigger gripe was just sort of like it's. It's basically just the, the thesis of the book over and over and over again. Okay. It's like basically just him saying like because the book is basically about the idea um, that like Stephen King kind of talked about in his book on writing, which I can't remember if I've recommended that. If you I recommend think you that have. Before. That's a, an amazing book mm-hmm. that everyone should read mm-hmm. about anything that you do. Um, but it's sort of the idea of like when you're a creative person, you have to take it seriously and you should just get up and do it every day um, and like bang it out and like get it done. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, uh, there's a lot of, th- distractions in your way um and he kind of what i liked about it was he breaks down a lot of different types of distractions that you probably don't even think about as distractions or okay like everybody's familiar with like you know like different types of like other types of like procrastination and stuff like that but he also just talks about like you know in a very real way he just talks about like the fear that every artist has that goes to their brain. Just directly drop my phone mm-hmm. on the floor. Um, but he talks about procrastination. He talks about... You said procrastination. I yeah. threw my phone yeah. down like mm-hmm. it got too real. Uh, he talks about like procrastination. He talks about the fear artists have. He talks about the idea that you have to wait to be creative yes. um, before you can create. Um, and it's sort of... I mean, it is... I do agree with her that it's sort of like most of the book is just like him repeating the thesis of the book in different ways. Mm-hmm. But I found it to be an interesting book that did like sort of make me think about a lot of things um, and sort of adjust my schedule. So it just schedule. sounds like if you want a more philosophical experience, yeah. read it. If you want a more practical how-to so. manual, there are better books yeah, for I it. I think so. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. All right, let's talk about Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, boy. So chances are, by the time you hear this, there will be even more Brett Kavanaugh (laughs) (laughs) updates. Mm -hmm. But the big story that I wanted to get to is that Brett Kavanaugh has been accused of attempting to sexually assault a woman in high school. Uh, So this is from the Huffington Post. Mm -hmm. A woman is accusing Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of attempting to sexually assault... Uh, her by locking her in a room and forcing himself on her at a party while they were both in high school. 
Kavanaugh, in a statement to The New Yorker, which broke the details of the encounter, denied the claim. Of course. The woman, whose identity is still not public, uh, sent... Although, is it public now? I don't think so. Okay, because I saw a story, maybe it was like quoting her anonymously, where she was basically like, it was a really sad statement. Um, Oh, yeah, she did. Um, So, okay, this is from the Post. Let's all keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so her name is Christine Blasey Ford. She's now 51. Uh, she told the Washington Post, I thought he might inadvertently kill me. Wow. Uh, he was trying to attack me and remove my clothing. So, Jesus. but there was another quote from her where people were like, you know, why didn't you come forward earlier? And she was basically like, why would I go through something this traumatic and chances are nothing would happen mm-hmm. even if I did it? Right. How many times do we see women come forward or victims come forward and nothing happens to their accuser. But it was just like such a fucking sad statement where she's not wrong. Right, right, right. It was just very depressing. Yeah. Also, as many people have pointed out, uh, no way is she the only one. No, of course There's not. never one victim. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's really frightening to hear her recount it. Yeah. And what's depressing is, will it matter? Probably not. It doesn't. Uh, it's not going to matter to, I mean, you know, uh, it's not going to matter to the same people that voted to elect Donald Trump. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Because I don't want to, I don't want what I'm saying to come across as, so don't come forward. No, 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 no. Like what I'm I'm saying is I wish we lived in a world where your bravery was rewarded when you come forward Mm -hmm. because these, uh, harassers and predators are actually appropriately punished. Right. But what I'm saying is to reiterate what you just said, Eric, it won't matter to Trump supporters. No, they don't not. believe women. They hate women. Even when they do believe them, it's sort of like they don't care. Right. Nobody. I mean, like when the you know the, the stuff happened with Donald Trump uh, before the election, it was sort of like nobody was saying it didn't happen. Right. True. Yeah. They, they were, were just like, like that's how men talk. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how to talk about it without sounding defeatist. I, I don't. Yeah, and I, I, I really want to be careful because I do think it's important to victims come forward. Uh, I think for th- victims to come forward when they feel like it's safe and appropriate to do that. Of course, I think if people feel comfortable coming forward, they absolutely should. I think there's a big difference between politicians and like public figures because mm-hmm. when you look at like what's going on with Me Too. Yes. A lot of those guys are going down. I mean, Harvey Weinstein is a success story. He was one of the untouchables, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's pretty much obliterated. Yeah. A lot of those people are going down. It's just different in like the public sector because it's like even if Harvey Weinstein had support from people, it's like, you know, when when it when it comes to like making money like Mm -hmm. those nobody wants anything to do with them because it's. Yeah. Even if they, even if privately they like they side with him, they know publicly they can't do business with them. And I mean, like again, he will live out his days in like you know lavish luxury. Of course, he is not suffering. No, he's not suffering. Um, But you know, some of these guys are getting are are getting taken down. Um, It's just different with a politician because it's like. You know, with Kavanaugh, it's like it, it's it's really just up to the people voting for him, and they've right. already made up their mind. Yeah, and they've they, made it clear that they like don't the Republican, care about this. Yeah, the Republican congressmen already know, so right. it's not like I mean, a lot of them are probably doing similar things, have done similar things, and they're just covering there would their bros' ass. There would have to be like videotape of Kavanaugh, like doing but it, it doesn't recently. Matter. We we had Trump on tape. Saying he sexually assaults people. No, no, no. That's voters. I'm talking about like the Senate, like electing. I'm him. saying even if he was on video, they would make. Ex- I I don't think there's a line anymore for people who cover for sexual predators. Mm-hmm. I think they will defend each other. And listen, sometimes it might just be like denial. Sometimes it might be they they just you know do hate women, or they're guilty of stuff too. And sure. they're like, if he goes down, who's to stop anybody from coming for me? Yeah. So it's just a culture of corruption, a culture of predatory behavior 
I mean, honestly, like the church is a great example of that. Mm, yeah. Bunch of sexual predators covering right. for each other. Um, yeah. So I also wanted to talk about um, this terrible shooting. And so we, we previously covered this story about a Dallas police officer, Amber uh, Geiger, who broke into a black man uh, named Botham Jean's apartment mm-hmm. and shot and killed him. Okay. And her story is that she thought it was her apartment. Okay. And we already went into a bunch of reasons why that, like her story is very, very suspicious. I do not believe her. But no. now, predictably, the media is looking into Botham Jean's past and uh, the police re- released um, a search warrant showing they found marijuana in Botham Jean's apartment. And a lot of people obviously got very, very angry because it shouldn't fucking matter. Yeah, the victim is not on trial here. Right. But as we see so often in uh, shootings where uh, police are the shooters, the media sort of holds a trial for the victim before the actual case goes to trial. Right. So like Mike Brown was no angel. Trayvon Martin, you know, shouldn't have been wearing a hoodie, uh, smoked pot, uh, fought George Zimmerman. Like there, there were a lot of negative things said about these victims in the, the press in order to justify what happened to them. Right, right, right. So it doesn't fucking matter that Botham Jean smoked pot, if this is indeed true. Um, I should put a big if there, you know, because we've seen a lot of cases where the cops plant stuff right, too. Right, of course. But if this is true, I'm like, who the fuck cares? It was in his apartment. It's pot. Also, somebody made this point on Twitter where it's like, even if he had like heroin, cocaine, had a long criminal history. Even if there was, you know, even if he was running some sort of drug operation. He's a person and it is illegal for the cops to break into somebody's Mm -hmm. house and execute them. Yeah. Which is what happened. So, but it is very frustrating, like the predictability of how he's being treated in the media. Yeah. This is also one of those, uh, this is also an example of, I think, where, you know, the press does have responsibility. Like, if you get a police report saying that they found marijuana, you, you're not obligated to print it. Yeah, you don't have to say uh, So I think any news outlet that printed a story about them finding marijuana in his house is responsible for that. It's, you're not under obligation to report everything that comes, you know, that comes through the wire. Right. And so... Yeah, like, how does this help us understand what happened right. any better? Yeah. It doesn't, because it has no bearing on what happened. Yeah. She wasn't, like, doing a drug bust. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. That's the other thing, too, is that, like, her story is that she went into the wrong house. So, according to her story, it didn't matter that he had weed. Right. If her story was that, like, she... Smelled marijuana. She smelled marijuana, or she thought she heard you know, crime going on. But, like, she's still fucking wrong. Like, you don't... No, she'd still be wrong. But I'm saying is, at least then it would be, quote-unquote, relevant. Part of the story. Yeah, if she was like, oh, I smelled weed and I heard a drug deal going on or something. Yeah. Then it was like, then it would at least... It would still be wrong, but it would at least, uh, at least by their logic, be relevant. Right. But even by her own story... Yeah. Which uh, we don't think is true. No. It's not relevant. Yeah. And now there are two witnesses saying they heard her banging on his door. And saying, let me in, let me in, yeah. Also, we we already went into, like, all of the reasons this is bullshit. How do you miss that fucking red doormat? (laughs) It was a bright red doormat. Do you have a fucking bright red doormat in front of your door? No, you're on the wrong fucking floor. Yeah. I hate this story so much. There's also, there was also evidence that came out, like, um... His door couldn't have been ajar because all the doors have hinges that auto close. That was my old apartment. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of new buildings have that feature. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and it's basically like impossible to leave a door open without it being propped, like, like being propped open by oh, an object. Oh, this story makes me so mad. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. I just. Yeah. It's it's an unbelievable story, and it reminds me of a lot of stories. Like this is a. a it just a, probably the most egregious case in a long time but you know it reminds me of anytime i see a story about anything that happens with like an off-duty police officer Mm -hmm. and it's like you know as far as i'm concerned off-duty police officer is a civilian 
Yeah. Like not a not a police officer. Yeah. If you don't if you're not wearing a uniform, if you don't have a badge. Yeah. So yeah. so anytime I see you know, I've seen there have been multiple stories where off duty police officers got in an altercation and killed somebody or or even if it didn't end with death, like hurt somebody, roughed them up or whatever, made arrests and stuff like that. It's like police should not be allowed to do anything Absolutely once they're off not. duty. Absolutely not. Especially if you look into how many cases like I'm a lady. If a guy comes up to me and he's in plain clothes and he says, I'm a police officer, come with me. I'm going to be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going with of you. Course. I don't know who you are. So like the fact that they can just like grab people and like, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like you could, uh, as it stands right now, an off duty, not undercover, an off duty police officer, somebody who's not at work could walk up to you, grab you. Start an altercation, and you could be arrested for yeah. resisting arrest. Which I'm from gonna a beat the shit out of yeah, you. Yeah, so, yeah. like, absolutely, I'm going down yeah. for assault of right. a police officer. That's insane. Yeah, exactly. That should not be a thing. Uh, also, guys, I wanted to talk about. Did you hear about this? <laughs> yes. Presidential alert system that's going into effect next week. So Thank God we have a president that doesn't have abuse. A, 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 <laughs> Uh, a trigger-happy Twitter finger. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there's going to be these wireless emergency alerts that will go off on your phone. Yeah, you know whenever there's like an Amber Alert and you get that uh, apocalypse-sounding thing on your phone and that you, you see can't it, get... like, it. go around the subway? Like, you, suddenly everybody looks at their phone? And you can't get rid of it? There's no way to disable them? Right. So it's now... It's like that, except... Uh, Trump it's gonna has be, that. It's going to be Trump going, uh, 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 fake news. Yeah. So FEMA uh, is testing a system that will allow the president to send a message to most U.S. cell phones. More than 100 mobile carriers, including all the major wireless firms, are participating in the rollout, FEMA stated in a message on its website posted Thursday. The EAS, or the Emergency Alert System, is a national public warning system that provides the president with the communications capability to address the nation during a national emergency. The test message will have a header that reads presidential alert. Users whose phones are on will twice hear a tone and a vibration and then see an English only for now message. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. Do you remember that story? By the way, this was authorized by Congress in 2015. Yeah. 100% he's going to use this for like petty personal bullshit i mean i'm wondering what the oversight is but here's the thing it doesn't do you remember that story like i don't remember like six months ago maybe where the hawaii emergency yeah. management accidentally sent an alert saying a people were about to die from a yeah. incoming like missile mm -hmm. okay it's that except it's the entire country yeah and it's the dumbest man alive. Well, in charge so of it. that's what I'm wondering, like what the process is, because it's not like it's connected to his phone. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but I'm wondering what the oversight is. It doesn't. I don't. What? It seems to me like he could easily get to somebody to post it. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we'll find out. Like, if there's some sort of like fucking like article that's about him, that's bad. He'll put out a presidential alert fake to, it's fake news fake news like it's insane yeah um plus it's just like the amber alerts and stuff I, I i get i mean i understand it i understand why they have it but it's also like i like it's just weird that they can just put that shit on your phone it is weird yeah i mean uh, especially when listen I like when lost kids are found as much as the mm -hmm. next person. Mm -hmm. But Amber Alerts haven't really been proven to work very what? well unless uh, the kid is taken by a family member, mm -hmm. which, you know, in that case, good. They found the kid. Yeah, but in yeah. terms of kids who are, like, ad abducted by strangers, right. not a great success record. No. It's just something I think we do because we're like, why the hell not do right, it? Right. Which I get. Sure. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. Like, do we need this? No. I guess it's like the government sort of coming to terms with the fact where they're like, well, more and more people don't have a TV. Right. So we have to reach you. Listen, here's my thing about the emergency alert system, though. It didn't go off on 
Right. So I'm like, what is this fucking thing for? <laughs> Anyways. Right. Guys, it's that time of the episode. Here is your good news. <laughs> So my first good news item also has to do with Brett Kavanaugh because of... Is he dead? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. So uh, his, um, the committee, uh, the committee vote is being Mm -hmm. delayed one week. Okay. uh, In advance. There's some good news. Yeah. So uh, the Democrats on the committee who are expected, obviously, to oppose the judge used a rule that allowed them to keep Kavanaugh's nomination on hold for another week uh, because obviously there was a lot of uh, complaints that they hadn't had time to read his judicial history and his vote history. Well, there was like something like tens of thousands of documents Mm -hmm. like released the day of the hearing, like the morning of the hearing. But all of this does very much feel like just delaying the inevitable. I Yeah, unless... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless the thing with his accuser goes further um, to the point that he would have to withdraw, mm-hmm. I don't see... It's a pretty much foregone conclusion that he's going to get voted in. So, right. I, you know, I I don't know. Uh, it just seems like it's going to be... It seems like it's going to be... He's going to get in. Um, and somebody put it on Twitter. I can't remember. It might have been a conservative saying... It was good news. I don't remember, but you know, I think it's really the Kavanaugh or Kavanaugh stuff should be a good wake up call for people that it is very important to make sure to flip Congress and also make sure Trump does not get reelected because uh, the two two the two oldest members of the Supreme Court right now are both left leaning judges. Yeah, and listen, Ginsburg is holding on for all of us. But she can't hold on forever. <laughs> Look, I thought it was creepy when Peter Thiel started like taking young people's blood, but I'll do it for RBG. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I I hope she keeps doing her planks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're keeping her alive. Yeah. So here's some good news, everyone. White men are the minority of House Democratic nominees for the first time ever. That's interesting. Women and people of color make up the majority of politicians running for House seats on the Democratic ticket. Oh. Which is great That's and great. definitely the direction the country needs to go in if we want a government that actually represents the people who live in this country. Yeah, that's very cool. So uh, I'm always I'm always glad, no offense, Eric, to see uh, less white men, mm-hmm. fewer mm-hmm. white men. Yes. So this analysis is from Politico, and it found that women in the Democratic Party have uh, clinched 180 House nominations this cycle. At least 133 Democratic House nominees are people of color, and 158 are first-time candidates, there being some overlap among the three categories. Uh, Women's success in their primary contests helps shore up the narrative of a wave of women running and winning that has dominated this election cycle. Mm-hmm. Cause it just seemed like there were more women running, yeah, yeah. but this is an actual analysis, actual data, which yeah. is like, that is true. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Also in good news. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Mm, do, do, do. Yeah, we can talk about this. So I'm putting this in the good news section because I think anytime workers organize to stand up for themselves is good news. Mm-hmm. I am not calling sex harassment good news. Wow. Just an important caveat. <laughs> so uh, this article is from the AP and they're making the argument that these workers have been emboldened by the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. McDonald's workers have voted to stage a one-day strike at restaurants in 10 cities in hopes of pressuring management to take stronger steps against on-the-job sexual harassment. Well, that's good. Yeah, so uh, organizer, organizers say it will be the first multi-state strike in the U.S. specifically targeting sexual harassment. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. And also historic and also good on you, McDonald's employees. Yeah, that's great. I mean, uh, fast food workers have been doing a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's especially brave because they are very vulnerable mm-hmm. because management could very easily 
turn around and fire all of them and have those positions filled yep. the next day. Yeah, absolutely. These aren't like secure jobs. Right. So for them to organize is extra brave. But yeah, like going back to the Fight for 15 campaign, yeah. which was very, very successful. In yeah, it was very successful. Many they were states. very powerful. Yeah, and in many yeah. states, legislation passed raising yeah. the minimum wage to $15 an hour. So if you want a clear-cut example of a movement working, Fight for 15 mm -hmm. is like a prime example. Yeah. And unsurprisingly, a lot of fast food workers tend to be, there's a myth that they're like, you know, teenagers and this is like their right. after school job. Most fast food workers are adults who mm -hmm. have families. Many, uh, I think most of them are, are poor women of color. Yeah. So that's who's organizing. Mm -hmm. That's who's being extra brave. That's great. Unsurprisingly, they're women of color. Yeah. So uh, organizers said the strike would target multiple restaurants, but not every local McDonald's in each of the 10 cities. And they are Chicago, Durham, uh, Durham, North Carolina, Kansas City, Missouri, Los Angeles, Miami, Milwaukee, New Orleans, uh, and Orlando, Florida, San Francisco, and St. Louis. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That, that's really great. I, I think, um, I hope, uh, does it say when? Boo, boo, boo. It just said next week. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, September 18th. Wow. Okay, great. That's going to be really powerful. Yeah. I think, I think when hopefully. When this episode come out? So today. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, great. Well. Guys, we're recording on Sunday. That's why <laughs> I, I'm confused about dates. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, why doesn't Allison just look at her calendar? <laughs> Is she having a stroke? Wow. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how that turns out because that's a, a really big, really big thing. Yes. Um, also, uh, in New York City, here in our hometown, uh, New York City is going to add non-binary gender a non-binary gender marker to birth certificates. So there'll be the like usual male, female, and then X. Okay. Boop. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I'm interested in this. So let me make sure I actually understand this. So the current intersex designation on birth certificates will also be replaced by X. Okay, so that's cool. Okay. Uh, New Yorkers can now make these changes on their own. They will no longer be required to obtain a letter from a doctor to confirm their gender. Oh, okay. That's huge. That's interesting. Okay. That's huge. Yeah. Um, so this is City Council Speaker Corey Johnson. There are plenty of New Yorkers who don't identify as either male or female. Gender is a spectrum for many folks, and it's not a fixed thing. So for New Yorkers who are transgender, who are gender nonconforming, who are non-binary, to have an option to better self-identify on such an important document, their birth certificate, unlocks all sorts of things for them. That makes sense, because when you first read it, I was sort of confused, because I was sort of like... Yeah, yeah. Gender is a spectrum and an identity. So, but that's giving. It's basically leaving it up to the parents to, the to parents, decide. Yes. But the but since they can change it after the fact, they can make the changes on their own. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, okay. I was like, okay, so it's still up to the parents. Who yeah. Don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that makes more sense. So they can do it later, um, as they see fit. Also, I didn't know this. A handful of states have begun including gender non-binary options on birth certificates, driver's license licenses or both including california oregon maine and washington dc wouldn't it make more uh, i might be talking out of my league here sure but uh, couldn't they just get rid of that altogether get rid of gender yeah, entirely i have it what's the point I, is honestly, it for identification purposes yeah, I, I don't do think law enforcement okay. has like a say in that where they're like well for for like i identification purposes yeah. we need to know i know i but i agree with you i'm like why do we i always thought it was weird like on your driver's license like what the f who gives a shit like yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like who, who fucking cares i i feel like we're going in that direction yeah it's sort of like do we even need this? that seems like a better option i mean not a better like it seems like if you know if they're trying to find a workable solution they could just get rid of it i would support that you know uh um, by the way does anyone know why gender is on state IDs? Am I, like, I was also talking out of my ass where I'm like, yeah. maybe it's like a law enforcement thing? I think that that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. Is that they need Because they have your, like, hair color, eye right. color, weight. So I think it's for a cop to, like, look at quickly and be yeah. like, yeah, that's you. That's You're the only thing enough. that makes sense to me, yeah. Which also is making, like, a snap judgment that could be wrong about exactly. many things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
let's see. Do I want to? D- yeah, let's talk about this. So, <laughs> um, we've been talking a lot about uh, Les Moonves, who is the former CBS executive mm-hmm. who stands accused of sexual assault men and harassment by a dozen women. Yeah. So, I wanted to shout out uh, Linda Bloodworth <laughs> Thomason. Okay. Um, so she is the longtime television writer and designing women creator. Designing women, an amazing show. Yes. Uh, and are you ready to love it even more? Because impossible. But go ahead. <laughs> she uh, was asked about Les Moonves, um, and or I'm sorry, she wrote a column following on the heels of Times Up Times Up's letter yesterday, calling on CBS to donate. $120 million, the amount reserved for Moonves's severance to organizations addressing sexual harassment and workplace safety. Um, so, let me see. Yeah. As she tells it, Moonves kept turning down her pilots, often giving her just enough encouragement to keep her in the game, quote unquote. <laughs> okay. okay. She continues... Then I began to hear from female CBS employees about his mercurial, misogynist behavior with actresses being ushered in and out of his office. Mm. His mantra, I was told, was, quote, why would I want to cast him if I don't want to fuck him? (laughs) And he was an angry bully who enjoyed telling people, I will, quote, I will tear off the top of your head and piss on your brain. During that time, she said, nonetheless, she took pride in being part of a network that always seemed to be rife with Crazy, interesting, brash women from Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda to Maude to Murphy Brown to the designing women. But then one day while in the original CBS building, she noticed that the portraits of all these iconic women were no longer adorning the walls. And then comes the favorite burn. Mm -hmm. Quote, thanks to Les Moonves, I can only guess that they all... (laughs) They all became vaginal swabs in crime labs on CSI and Gorilla. Oh uh, Thomason continues, quote, For years, Moonves loaded up the network with highly profitable male-dominated series, always careful to stir in and uh, amply reward an occasional actress, mm-hmm. like the fabulous Patty Heaton or the irresistible Kaylee Cuoco. But mostly, he presided over a plethora of macho crime shows featuring a virtual genocide of dead, naked hotties in morgue drawers with sadistic female autopsy reports ratcheted up each week. Quote, is that a missing breast implant, Lieutenant? Yes, sir. We also found cards in her uterus. On the day I originally uh, officially parted company with CBS, the same day Mr. Moonves said he would only pay a tiny fraction of the penalties, my incredulous agent asked what he should tell me. What he should tell me, Mr. Moonves replied, "Tell her to go fuck herself." Wow. Uh, so these are her parting words. Yeah. Quote: "It's not going to be wise or inspiring. It's going to be petty and punishing." Uh, and of course, uh, her final words are "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> so Christ. yeah, I love Linda Bloodworth Thomason, but how fucking horrifying are those details? Yeah, that's. It. Why would I want to cast them if I don't want to fuck them? That is, yeah. You really and also, I I never made the connection between right. He's the head of CBS, and also like she has a much deeper memory of the network than obviously i do even mm-hmm. though like i loved mary tyler moore and rhoda and all yeah, of those yeah, shows but of like course. i didn't see them until they were on nick at night right same but like she remembers the network and under his leadership it went from all of these female dominated shows to right. shows where women are corpses <laughs> right and i was like fuck i never made that connection yeah but she's a badass I'm a fan. Watch Designing Women. Yeah, uh, you guys should watch Designing <laughs> Regardless, Women. Regardless, like however you felt about show. that story, Designing Women was great. What an amazing show. A Golden Girls. Golden Girls is a great show. Golden Girls is a classic, amazing sitcom. I want to. I gotta rewatch Golden Girls. You sh- yeah, Golden Girls is great. What's your favorite like old timey show? Hmm, old timey show. Mine might be Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. I like Dick Van Dyke. I mean, uh, uh, I Love Lucy is a classic. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. That's an, uh, like a clinic on comedy writing. Yes. And it like 
holds up, which yeah. is rare for comedies. Comedies are usually not funny after like five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've yep. tried to rewatch some comedies that I loved. And I was like, yikes. Terrible, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, I love Lucy. It's hard to compete with I love Lucy. It's just like, it's a classic for a reason. Yeah. Um, but I do love Mary Tyler Moore. I liked Newhart. Oh, Newhart was great. Yeah. Oh, so good. What um, do you think, Peanut? <laughs> she says not enough cats. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Newhart's great. Uh, I mean, uh, they're not exactly old timey, but like Mash, Mash is a great show. Never got into Mash. Um, I, I didn't like the um, waffling on genres. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. like I, I it didn't, was kind of weird in that way. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like how it went from like comedy to drama. Yeah, like, I, I always felt like it was weird. Um, I really like uh, you know what I like. It's not an old timey show, but just because we're talking about sitcoms, uh, Perfect Strangers. Oh, did you ever yeah, watch Perfect Strangers? I did, and I feel like I never religiously watched it. Like I watched a lot of shows on Nick at mm-hmm. Night, but I felt yeah. like every time I watched it, I was like, "This is real funny." Uh huh. It's yeah. good. It's good. Show. Oh, you know what? I love Taxi. Oh, Taxi's great. Yeah. Yeah, Taxi's amazing show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never got into Cheers. I never watched it enough. I like Cheers. I never, I never became a super fan of Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting a little more modern, but like yeah. I, I liked Frasier. I'm just thinking of everything that I ever saw <laughs> like, on like, what do Nick I enjoy? and Night. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking like stuff I used to watch on like Nick and Night. Um, yeah, I remember. I is this still the case with Nick at Night where they show like adult shows on a children's network? Yeah, but they're but like, like they got away with it because it was like tame adult shows. Yeah, none of it's that controversial. You know, but I don't know. I remember being a kid. I mean, this isn't controversial. I'm just glad it happened. Like watching Mary Tyler Moore fight for like gender equality in the workplace. I was a kid watching that, and I was like, yeah. But like, I don't know. I it was kind (laughs) of an adult theme for a kids show. They do. They do still do that. I saw Nick. I saw Nick and I recently. They have friends now. I was was gonna say now. Now it's like yeah. Now Nick and I is like friends. See, but I feel like that's way more adult. Like friends deals with like sex. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I guess Mary Mary Tyler Moore went on dates and stuff for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Um, maybe now that's the oldies are friends in Seinfeld. That's just fucking horrifying. (laughs) That is horrifying. Yeah. Also, children should not be exposed to Seinfeld. No, absolutely. Those characters are monsters, (laughs) and you need like to be. I feel like you need to be um, mature morally mm-hmm. to watch Seinfeld to yes. get the joke. Yes. Where it's like, oh, they're bad people. Right, right, right. Although I guess kids more than adults understand like right from wrong. I, they do. I think, honestly, I think probably the biggest thing would be, it's weird because I think when we were younger and we were watching shows from like, weirdly, I think us watching shows from like the 70s, I think we related to that more than kids now relate to Friends and Seinfeld, weirdly. Interesting. I think... Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I had to think about it for a second, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think they would have a harder time relating to watching Friends or Seinfeld than we did watching to even like shows from the 70s or the 60s. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I'm also like not a kid now, so I don't know. Maybe their brains are different. <laughs> I, it just feels like... Because when you and I were kids... It it wasn't as ultra modern as it is now, right? Um, yeah, like we didn't have our first computer yet, right? So exactly. we still had landlines. Yeah, there were still a lot of common experiences. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like the gap in experience between like the '90s and now is way different. Sure, sure. God, I'm a thousand years <laughs> old. So please go to lighttreason.news and become a member in my memory. Uh, for I am a pile of dust. Mm-hmm. And remember me fondly. Hashtag yep. Light Trees and Pod. Please leave your eulogies there. Please follow Eric on Twitter Do at it. Eric E R E K underscore Smith. No matter how many times I spell it, people always spell it wrong. Always. And yeah, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on Light Treason, please go to patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. That's me, your host. Sign up at the $5 a month level or higher. Send us questions. We love answering them. Go listen to the bonus episodes over there for $5 a month members and higher. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 